are listening to For Better Self and Net Worth. In this community, we think you'll find your self-worth comes before your net worth and everything else. We also think you were designed to go after the life you want by ditching societal norms, knowing exactly who you are as an individual, and going after your unique purpose here on this earth. Every week, Ella interviews an entrepreneur that designed the life they wanted among the challenges, naysayers, and leaving outside their comfort zone. Or you're going to hear straight from Ella, where she talks about the important lessons she's learned in life and how she's achieved the overall happiness she has. This is Ella, the host for Better Self and Net Worth. Based out of Nashville, Tennessee, she makes every single day an adventure. You'll always find her right here behind the microphone, sharing all her thoughts with all of you. And we appreciate you listening and hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome back to For Better Self and Net Worth. It's your host, Ella. I'm going solo today. I was feeling inspired by recent events for the weekend. I do have some guests lined up for basically the month of February. Really excited to bring that to you, and I have it pre recorded, but I thought this weekend that it had been a long time, maybe since before Christmas, actually, New Year's, still feels like a long time, that I've gone behind the mic and recorded myself. And since it's my birthday week, technically, as this is being recorded, I decided to treat myself by doing a solo episode and sharing with you guys some thoughts that I had after this weekend with two major events. These two major events included changing my hair color and adopting a cat. So let's go into changing my hair color first and what that means for today's topic. So if you've seen me or if you know me personally, you've known me as blonde. Collectively for 20 years, I have always been blonde, highlighted blonde, different shades of blonde. I've been platinum blonde. I've been more of a beachy blonde, honey blonde, caramel blonde. My hair has always been on the lighter side. Now, what a lot of people didn't realize is that I'm not technically a natural blonde. It depends on what the color scale is. But generally between a light brown and a dark blonde would be my natural color. And for a while, over a year, I've contemplated going back to my natural color, not because I don't like it blonde, but because of the work and the money that goes into making my hair blonde. Let's just paint a picture for you. When I would go about every six weeks or every eight weeks, I would go to the salon and you do the consultation where they'd highlight my hair. When I highlight my hair, it's got to be wrapped in foils and it has to be wrapped a certain way. And they take the time to mix up the color, put my hair in the foils. And when my hair is in the foil, it has to have time to process. That usually takes about 45 minutes or so. And then after it's processed, shampoo and condition it. And there's also a treatment system they do to reinstate the pH balance of the hair because when you highlight it, it changes the pH balance. To rebalance it, there's a treatment. There's like an Olaplex treatment. And after the Olaplex treatment, I've got to do a toner. Toner is what keeps your hair from going brassy yellow. So if you know people that color their hair at home, you notice their hair turns more of a yellow and a dull blonde. What keeps your hair bright blonde is a good toner. So after they do the toner, my hairdresser would 
of course, cut my hair, dry my hair, style my hair, and this whole process. And I love being with my hairdresser, by the way. That's the only thing I miss about do, about going blonde is my hairdresser. She specializes in blonding and balayage. But by the time it was done, that was three hours off my day. I was taking PTO time just to do it. Not to mention, it can be costly for the upkeep. I was paying around $400. That's just for partial highlights. But you think about it, your hairdresser deserves to get paid because hairdressers are constantly investing into education. You notice the changes are, the yeah, the trends are changing. It's not like your hairdresser goes to beauty school for a few years and then graduates and then boom, she's practicing hair. No, they are constantly figuring out what the latest cuts, styles, and techniques are to getting your hair done. For example, a couple years ago, I found out that the mullet was coming back and I still don't believe it, but yet... I'm seeing mullets more frequently, yeah, it freaks me out, but guess what? Your hairdresser had to go back to school and learn how to cut that because I cannot even remember when that haircut was popular, but here it is, popular now. People are even perming their mullets. It, it drives me insane. Anyways, what I'm getting to here is your hairdresser is going to be charging a lot more because they have to pay for their booth rental. They have to pay for their scissors. Their scissors cost around... the products that they use. You don't want to use cheap products on your hair. I never will. It's always Purology Innovative for me because it just makes a huge difference in how your hair looks when you take better care of it. But anyways, the money that I was spending on my hair, I could put towards my first investment property. I could put towards grad school if I decide to go back. I could put towards a trip to Italy, whatever I want to do. There's just other ways I wanted to spend my money than spending it all on my hair. So this weekend, I finally made the decision to go darker. Only thing that I don't like about it is I'm not going to get to see my hairdresser as much, but I did send her a message on Facebook and let her know like, hey, I really love the relationship I have with you, but I have to do this. I have to go darker. And yeah, so I went darker. It's going to be less maintenance. going to be getting some trims and styling it. And what kept me from going darker in the first place is I didn't think I'd like it because I have not seen my natural hair color in, yeah, since I was 15 years old and over 20 years. And when I think about that, it, it's like, well, last time I had my natural hair color, I didn't really like it that much, but I was an insecure puberty victimized, whatever I was going through puberty. I had a totally different mindset back then. Well, I decided to do it. I decided to go back to my natural color, give myself a clean slate, and I love it. I absolutely love it. It took a while to get from my hair to turn. They had to fill it, and then they had to color it. But I just look forward to the less maintenance that I have, not having the roots, not having to worry about it growing fast. My hair's been growing a lot faster lately. I've been taking collagen supplements, and I noticed much faster, but it's not going to be as noticeable. And the other thing is, after not for a long time thinking I didn't really like my natural color, I go in and I get compliments from so many strangers on how great I look. Now, of course, the hairdresser, he loved my hair. He thought it looked great on me. He said it made my eyes pop. So of course I was like, okay, yeah, thanks. You did my hair. But I went to Crumble Cookie and I got compliment on my eyes. I went to Target and got a compliment on how I looked and how radiant my face looked. Um, somebody else told me that my skin tone looked darker, but I just kept getting compliment after compliment. They're like, wow, what stopped you from doing this? What stopped me from doing it was my comfort zone. I was comfortable being a blonde. I was known for being a blonde. So 
I just felt like being a blonde was my trademark. But now I have darker hair. It's almost like having to find a new identity, but not really. I'm still the same person that I am. Even waking up, I still get that shock. It's like, oh, my hair's dark now. But I am actually loving it. I feel like it's just, it's going to be less maintenance. It's going to be healthier since I'm not highlighting it. I expect it to be healthier. And just giving my hair a break from all that I was doing to it for so long. So that's five minutes of talking about my hair. I'm going to talk about another drastic decision I made this weekend. And these two decisions, changing your hair and getting a cat, that usually is indicated as me going crazy. But I promise you, I'm probably the most centered and the happiest I've been in a long time with my life. But I'm happy to announce that there are two new additions to my household. Not one, but two. I went to a place called the Catio in Donaldson, just Donaldson's neighborhood of Nashville. And I was going to go just to check out the cats, just to play with the cats. I miss having cats. So I thought, hey, it might do my soul to do, do a little good to go just play with a cat. Well, one cat that I met as a little kitten kind of clung to me, wanted to be my buddy, follow me around. And I just thought that was special. I was like, that's so sweet. And then I was another cat. It was an all black cat. He was kind of sitting off to himself. I wanted to pet him. They told me all about him, his story. He was a year old. And I walked away with kind of a heavy heart when I walked out. I was getting ready to go to a party. And then I said, okay, how much would it be to adopt? Her name was Cleo. I was like, how much would it be to adopt her? She latched on to me. So we were going through it. We were that paid the price. I needed the application. Then they took a picture and I said, you know what? Let me wait on this. Just let me wait on this. I'll, I'll come back tomorrow. And then I was just freaking out because I didn't have a cat litter. I didn't have cat food at my house. They would have sent me home with cat food. I didn't have a carrier, but I went to Target, got all the things. And then Monday I went back. Not only did I adopt Cleo, She's a four-month-old kitten. I also adopted Jack, the one-year-old cat. They're not even a bonded pair, but Jack had the alpha personality. Cleo had the beta personality. As they said, they're very knowledgeable about it. And without even thinking, I just signed the papers and adopted the cats. And now for two and a half days, I've had, I'm, I'm a cat mom again. And I wake up with two cuties, one on each side, Sirius Jack. Jack was his name at the shelter. I named him Sirius Jack because Sirius is the brightest star in the sky. I'm also a huge Harry Potter fan. It just made sense. Sirius Jack is on one side of me. And then on the other side of me is Khaleesi Cleo. If you're a Game of Thrones fan, you know that Khaleesi is the name for queen and the language of Dothraki. I just thought that was appropriate because animals in my family are not just animals. They're not just family. They are royalty. We love the animals in our family. So that is my news. I've got two cats. I've changed my hair color and I just feel so happy about both of the decisions because both of them were outside my comfort zone, which is what I want to talk about today. And when I was thinking about this episode and recording it, I thought about the book of the week and the book of the week that I'm going to talk about. And I really didn't, I was going to kind of go through the episode and not have a book of the week, but this book is a very easy read. It's great on Audible and it's just great for stepping out of your comfort zone, setting new intentions and a new goal. My new book that I want to talk about is, shouldn't be a surprise to you guys if you know me, but it is Badass Habits by Jen Sincero. And Badass Habits talks about cultivating boundaries, setting the environment, how to turn things you want to do into habits. She talks about everything from flossing to time management 
to yoga, meditating, doing what you want to do, things that you need to do more often and how it becomes easier for you to do those things. And when you want to turn a goal into a habit, that's going to involve stepping outside your comfort zone. And the way that Jensen Cherry breaks it down is she uses humor. She tells a lot of great stories into it. She's basically the reason I started this podcast or one of the reasons I started it. It's just, she talks about how to tap into your inner badass, how to really get rid of your BS, abandon your ego and all the reasons why you're not doing what you want to do. That's the theme of her books. She comes out with a new book almost every year. I've got all four of the books and badass habits. It's just, it's a great book. It's a great way to start off. Still starting off the new year. So record this it's January 26th and still starting that off and you'll love reading the book. You can break it down to 21 days. You can read one chapter a day if you want to, or if you're like me, you can listen to it on Audible. I promise you're going to love it. You're going to hear it. You're going to be inspired. You're also going to be entertained with all the stories that she tells. That's the book that I recommend for book of the week. And real quick, before I get into identifying the comfort zone and getting out of the comfort zone, just my little soapbox on the comfort zone, I want to leave you with the word from the show's sponsor. All right, now that we're back and we talked about the comfort zone, I want you to take a moment to think about what your comfort zone may look like. What's something that you want to do, but you have an excuse that's holding you back from it? Let's say you want to start your own podcast, but you're thinking, oh, but so many people talk about what I want to talk about. Did you ever stop and think that there's people that need to hear that message from you? Or if you want to write a book, oh, writing a book's going to take up too much time. I don't think I'm going to have any readers. Well, why not? Why do you think that way? What are your limiting beliefs about what you want to do doing for you? A lot of times we look at our limiting beliefs such as, well, I won't have enough readers. If I host this event, not enough people will come. If I start my life coaching business, is anybody going to use my service? These limiting beliefs may make you feel comforted, make you feel okay with not doing what you want to do, make you okay with not making the leap. But... Have you ever stopped and thought about, okay, what if I'm successful at this? What if I am a successful life coach? How many people can I help with this? How many people can my book entertain? How many people will listen to my podcast? Can I change a life with this? Instead of thinking about what could go wrong or what's standing in your way, why not think about what can go right? Another way a comfort zone can manifest is if you... If somebody's getting really frustrated, sometimes it's easier just to complain about whatever is frustrating them than to find a solution. If that person is complaining about how slow business is for the place that they work, that they can't make any sales, well, maybe it's just comfortable to say, yeah, everything's slow. It really sucks. I've got this challenge in the way, that challenge in the way. But why not if you have your own business or if you're trying to sell a product, think outside the box, get on a Facebook group, tell people what you have to offer. Or find ways to network and get people to know what you have to offer. I do something with this podcast is I I use social media to meet a lot of people and basically get the word out for the podcast. But I've been going to a lot of chamber events, networking events, exchanging leads, and talking about my podcast. And my podcast features a lot of entrepreneurs, people that have ditched the norms and gone after to build a job that they really want and live the life that they really want. They're living a life of passion. Finding people at chamber events is the perfect way to do that. 
And at first I thought, well, it's going to look really weird if I tell people I'm here to promote my podcast, but it's not. It's only helped me. It's helped me get more listeners, but it's also helped me promote other people and help other people get on here, promote their businesses and services, their books. I've been able to just attract so many guests that have taught me so much. Every time I listen to my show, I'm just really inspired by some of the people I interviewed, the Edwin Dearborns, the Colleen Biggs, Laura Bankies, and just some of my friends just hearing their story and what they have to tell the world. I know anybody that's going to listen to that story is going to be inspired and just feel motivated to go out and live their best life and build their empire, whatever that looks like for them. So complaining about the problem instead of finding the solution, that's the comfort zone. I see a lot of people in Facebook groups in Nashville, they'll complain about how tough the dating scene is, but all they're doing is using Bumble or Tinder. Why not volunteer for an organization that you're passionate about or go to social gatherings and meet friends that way. It's just so weird. Or people talk about how hard it is to make friends in your 20s and 30s. I don't even subscribe to that because I think it's easier to make friends in your 20s and 30s because people have let down all judgments and inhibitions. Therefore, it's easier to, for me to make friends as an adult than it was as a teenager. A lot of times it's just how you look at things, but how you look at things and your limiting beliefs sometimes pose as a comfort zone. So if you have limiting beliefs about getting what you want, that's you being in that comfort zone. So instead of thinking the way that you've always thought, let's think about a solution of how you can get out of that comfort zone. A lot of companies, we've heard this before. You've heard companies talk about, well, we've always done it this way instead of being open to change. We've always done it this way is a dangerous, dangerous term that companies use because if they are only doing the same thing over and over again, they're going to find somebody else that's going to do offer a similar service or product, but in a different way. Just look at Blockbuster versus Netflix. I remember going to Blockbuster it used to be the highlight of my Friday night in middle school. I loved going and renting a video. Now I don't have to do that anymore. I don't have to get out of my car to see the movie that I want. Even movies that are in theaters, I don't have to get out of my car or I don't have to leave my house to see those if I don't want to. But yeah, what you have to be open to change because being open to change is the only way you're going to evolve. That was something I learned at my very first job is just embracing change instead of shying away from change. So yeah, if you are averse to change, any kind of change, change worries you, that's a sign that you're in your comfort zone and that you need to get out of it. For let's say somebody's envying you. For people that envy you, sometimes it's just easier for them to find a way to question or diminish you than to be happy for you. Complimenting you would just be quote unquote out of their comfort zone because in their mind, if they compliment you, it takes away from you. So a comfort zone can manifest as envy. A comfort zone can manifest as being adverse to change. Uh, comfortism can manifest into saying you don't have time for something. If you say you don't have time for something, that's usually not the case. You just don't want to make time for it. And it's okay to say you really don't want to do the thing. You've got to be comfortable setting boundaries. But yeah, sometimes we say, yeah, I just don't have time for that. Another sign of a comfort zone, and this was kind of a wake up call for me, is procrastination. So I I was going to hit this episode. Originally, I was going to do it Monday and then just have it out on my birthday but Monday I had a headache and then I was like, yeah, I'm just not ready. I've got so much on my mind and I was coming to pick up the cats. So I was also spending time with the cats. And then Tuesday, which was last night, I 
had had too much sugar. It was my birthday. Hello. My neighbor bought me some crumble cookies. I had some Krispy Kreme donuts. I got some chocolate covered strawberries sent to me. It, you know, it's just, I enjoyed myself. So I had too much sugar and I was like, yeah, I just don't have a clear mind. What I realized is my procrastination. And I did say that I was going to have this episode of by Thursday and I'm still having that by Thursday, but my comfort zone with that was me procrastinating and just letting perfectionism be the purpose of stalling me. So a lot of times procrastination is a symbol of perfectionism. It's not always because you're lazy. It's because you're overthinking it and you want to show up a certain way. But when that occurs, if you go ahead and get behind the mic, I say, what's the worst that can happen? Can I catch myself using too many filler words or too many conjunctions or repeating myself? I mean, you know, the inner critic can come out too if I listen to myself and try to analyze or nitpick. But my inner critic, again, that's just that's just a comfort zone. Yeah, it's kind of a way to protect me, but my inner critic can also prevent me from showing up as my best self and doing what I love, which is getting behind the microphone, telling you guys about the lessons I learned and interviewing people that really inspire me. So just think about it this way. Your comfort zone is kind of the overprotective parent. They have the best intention for you. They want to keep you safe, but they're holding you back. You want to go to a certain concert or you want to learn how to drive. You're a 16 year old. You want to learn how to drive and your parents don't want you to learn how to drive because of how dangerous the roads are. And yes, I have become that person that's always complaining about people speeding on by, not watching where they're going, forgetting to turn their lights on, running through yellow lights, running through stoplights. I am that person. As much as I drive, I critique everyone on the road. I'm like, wow, I kind of sound like my mother. Now I know why my mom was so scared for me to learn how to drive. But had I not learned how to drive, I would not be able to get up and go to work or get in the car and go see my parents. It was very important that I learned how to drive, but I also understand why it took me, I think I didn't get my driver's license until I was 19 years old, just because it, it worried my parents, but I understand why, because driving is not the safest thing to do, but we all have to learn how to do it. Let's say, you want to travel somewhere. I remember I was going to the Dominican Republic at the same time that Fox News was running constant stories about how dangerous the DR was because people's drinks were getting poisoned and people were dying there. So when I told people I was going to the DR, they weren't excited for me. They're just like, oh, be careful, be careful. I'm like, no, I'm going to immerse myself into a new culture. I'm going to learn a lot. I'm going to be over there helping people. I was really excited. But other people weren't excited for me because they were just thinking about the dangerous and scary stuff that Fox News was talking about. They were not aware of the work and the education that I was getting when I went to the DR and the work that I was doing and having to, you know, just being down there and connecting with the children, learning about their ways of life and wanting to inspire them to go after a better life, learning to teach them about love. Something that I was just lit up to do, but I remember people being like, oh, be careful, be careful. So just think about your comfort zone is that. Your comfort zone is just like, oh, be careful. Don't go traveling to that new country. It's dangerous. You might get stuck there with COVID or, you know, don't get on that motorcycle. Don't be doing that. Don't go hiking up that mountain. You might fall down. That's what your comfort zone is. It is kind of your fear. It is something that's holding you back and keeping you from an experience that you want to experience. Jen Sincero, my favorite author I mentioned earlier, she would refer to this as the ego. She says the ego is kind of like your prince. Your prince really trying to protect you, but it's really trying to hold you back. And sometimes that can manifest in 
limiting beliefs telling you that you can't do this. Or if you try to write a book or get on stage to speak, you're going to make a fool out of yourself. When in all reality, what you're up here saying, what you're writing, what you're doing needs to be done. The work that you want to do is needed by the world. Your ego is going to try to tell you otherwise, but what you're doing is needed. You see the ego coming up whenever you're going to try to up level in your life. A lot of times this can be even a setback saying, oh, this, this was meant to happen. It can be an emergency that comes up. You can even manifest getting sick. I remember uh, being in Mexico, just having the best time of my life, connecting with so many like-minded women, doing yoga, looking over, overlooking the ocean, parasailing, all this fun. And then in the middle of the week, when I wanted, the thing I was looking forward to the most was riding ATVs in the mountains. I will do that again someday, but I was really looking forward to that. But the day that we went to go ride ATVs, I had, well, they went to go ride ATVs. I had to stay back because I was feeling really sick. I actually got really sick the night before. I was all freaked out. I was like, oh my gosh, I have COVID. I'm going to have to stay in Mexico for two additional weeks. All these things I was fear was coming up. That morning, I tested negative for COVID. Two other women got sick the same way I did. We have no idea what happened. It could be because we were having the time of their lives. We were healing. We let our guard down. And all of a sudden, we get sick. And the ego's like, oh, nope, not so fast. You got to spend one day in bed. Nope, not so fast. You're not going to be healing like that. You're not going to be spending all this time meditating and just living in peace. But sometimes it's just like the ego's coming back and presenting itself in a way of sickness, in a way of fear, anything that's way it's going to present itself to hold you back, to keep you from enjoying your time. Looking back on that week, it was still one of the best weeks I've had in years. I still think about the people that um, I went on that trip with every single day, every dinner that we had. I think my favorite part was the dinners. The dinners were cooked in house, in house, very healthy food. And we would go around the table and talk about our days, what they looked like, what we enjoyed the most about them. It was family time. And most of these people I went on the trip with, I had just met that week. And yeah, it was just very refreshing, very nurturing. And one of the girls made a point. She said, you know, when you're healing, when you're coming on a retreat like this, constantly eating healthy food, doing the yoga and doing the reflection, the journaling, the meditating and seeing the beach, sometimes your body can manifest a sickness that holds you back. It's the ego coming up. And for a lot of times, it's just your ego's coming up in terms of fear. Or it causes you to procrastinate. It causes you to see the negative instead of seeing the solution, seeing the positive. So just be aware of the ego. Just the best analogy I can use on this is thinking of an uphill hike. You're hiking up this mountain. You're getting tired. You're walking the incline. You start having pains in your feet. You can either midway through this, you can either turn around, just go back down or you can just keep going. You're halfway through. You can get back up there. And then you have this incredible view. You can take photos. Remember that incredible view. Sit back. Take it all in. And look at that great big world underneath your feet. You would not have experienced that if you would have turned around and went back down mid-hike. I mean, at the most, you would have still burned some calories if you would have just went up halfway up the mountain. But you made the whole journey. And you got that view. And you know it's worth it. So just think about it that way. Let your ego recognize your ego when it comes up and just remember, okay, I know what this is. This is just a trip up. This is just my ego. He's trying to protect me. This is just the white prince, the ever protective guardian that's trying to stop me from going to the next level, from having fun. I know what this is and just power on through it. You'll be glad that you did. And you're just going to 
be able to identify the ego just at different points in your life of whatever you're trying to manifest, whatever you're trying to achieve. So when you are getting to the goal, how do you get out of the comfort zone? So once you identify what's happening, how do you get out of there? The best way is just to ask for help. Take a hike with a buddy, attend a networking event, tell people what you're doing, tell people what you want to put out there, find a group on Facebook for the area that you live in and tell them what you do and what you're doing in the area. Ask them where the best restaurant is. Ask them what they enjoy doing. If anybody has a wine club that you'd let them crash, or if there's a book club that you can join, make a post and introducing yourself. If you want to make new friends, putting yourselves out there can feel like one of the scariest things in the world, but you've got to do it at some point in time. It's the only way you're going to be successful at your job. The only way you're going to promote your business. It's the only way that you're going to be known. And we all want to make connection out there at the end of the day. We all want to be connected. We're worried about making a fool of ourselves. We embarrass ourselves being alone. But the only way we can conquer that is to putting yourself out there. And when you put yourself out there and you put yourself out there in confidence, you're going to attract the right people to help you get to where you want to go. Also, another way to get out of your comfort zone is learn from people that are out of the comfort zone that are at where you're at. My my life coach and my friend Kelsey, who went on the retreat with, she is a writer. She's a podcaster. She's a best-selling author, actually. And she is a success coach. And I, I would like to do what she does. So what I'm doing is I'm spending time getting coaching from her and learning from her. So ask the right questions. Learn from people that you want to be like, the people that you admire and look up to. Ask them what they do. If you're looking to do a podcast or blog, you can approach strangers with over a million followers, network with them, and also share advice with the people that follow you. Remember, you may only have like 20 people following you, but those 20 people are showing up to learn from you. So just always remember that. But, you know, I put myself out there a lot just asking people to be on the show. And the worst people can say is, no, I don't want to be on your show. Okay, but there are people who do want to be on my show. And even that, I have a friend that is a social media marketing. Basically, he has his own social media marketing firm and he's finding people to be on my show. So the more I keep asking people, the easier it is and the easier it is to find guests on the show that can be on here to help inspire you guys. If you're moving to a new city or if you're traveling somewhere, find a Facebook group full of locals in that group. And sometimes they can tell you the best restaurants and best places or best places that they can live, where you want to go to the bar, how to get into that speakeasy. If you want to check out a historical exhibit or museum exhibit, or and you ask around, your friends are saving money, or there's another reason they can't go, why don't you just take yourself there? If you want to go to the museum, take yourself on a date to the museum, get all dressed up, get ice cream afterwards, maybe even get a cocktail afterwards. Be okay going out to a restaurant eating alone if you're traveling for business and you don't want to order in Uber Eats again. Be okay just sitting at the bar and you can even meet people while you're there. There's so many other people that are probably in the same situation that you're in. Also, when you're setting goals or intentions, set them with the friends that you trust. I know New Year's this year, I ended up getting sick on New Year's, not COVID, but just really bad allergies. But something that they did was make vision boards together and set the goals. What I do is two of my closest friends that I trust is I tell them what my goals are and what I want to manifest and what I want to see in the next year. And they hold me accountable. I have a friend that's wanting to make her own YouTube channel. So I kind of hold her accountable, ask her how that's going. If you want to save up for a trip to France, tell somebody you trust about it. Don't tell somebody that's going to poo-poo on your plans. Tell somebody that you know is going to be supportive about it. They can kind of help hold you accountable. If you're making space for a new cat, 
tell somebody, let them hold you accountable for that goal that you have. So just be open about it to people that you trust. So yeah, my point for this whole pep talk is I wanted to share kind of with you guys about how to get out of your comfort zone, because that is something that I've experienced recently myself. Starting this podcast was getting out of my comfort zone and something as little as changing my hair color was getting out of my comfort zone, even getting the cats. It was a really quick decision. It was not a rush decision. It's something I thought about for a long time, but I talked to the people at the catio. I said, okay, I do a lot of traveling. I'm really worried about leaving the cats. I need to get a bonded pair. They didn't have a bonded pair that they would have recommended for me with as often as I'm gone, but they were able to help me find the two perfect cats to bring home. So I was able to ask the questions, just get out of the comfort zone that there. Now I have two cats that are running around the house and playing. You might even hear them in the background. They really like each other. They were not a pair at first. There was one kitten that just followed me around, Khaleesi Cleo. She followed me around everywhere. And then I was really drawn to Sirius Jack because I love all black cats. He was just calm, sitting on the chair by himself, looked like Sassy, acted like Simba. If you knew who my two cats were, he, yeah, he looked like Sassy, but he has Simba's sweet personality. And so far it's working out great. These two cats are getting along great. And I just love that they're in my house, bringing so much joy and entertainment I don't necessarily love cleaning up the litter box, but hey, there's solutions for that too. But yeah, I just wanted to share these thoughts with you guys about getting out of the comfort zone. I wanted to do a solo episode for my birthday, and I'm just really excited about what I'm going to be bringing to you guys in the next coming weeks. Not only do I have some amazing guests, but I also had taken the leap and asked for help. I have I worked for the media company that is actually working on my intro right now and helping me edit the shows just for a better sound. As you know, I record a lot of my interviews using Zoom. I thought about switching to another platform. The platform I wanted to switch to would have required me leaving Anchor. I really like Anchor, not only because it's my comfort zone, but it is, you know, it's got all my library on there. I'm not ready to lose that, but I think I've been able to find how to edit the Zoom shows. And a lot of times I just show up on the show, show up, get behind the mic, get out of my comfort zone, just kind of broadcast my thoughts out to you guys. So I hope you're enjoying that. But yeah, I, I'm really excited about what I'm going to be bringing to you in the next year. I've got a really cool intro. You know, I've kind of changed it up a little bit. So I'm sure you've heard this song in the background. We're going to change it up. We're going to have a voiceover. And just make the podcast sound more professional because I'm ready to take it up to the next level and get out of the comfort zone. So anyways, hope you guys enjoyed. Let me know what you think. Also, feel free to leave a review on Apple or Spotify. Make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you listen to your podcast. And yeah, I can't wait to, I think I say that a lot. And yeah, that's another filler word I need to get rid of. But yeah, also, I cannot wait to be sharing with you guys what I have coming up for you in the next year. As always, thanks for listening.